Hey, everybody, Bill here with another episode of The Debrief. As a reminder, these episodes are meant to pull back the curtain and hear through the voice of our customers what it's actually like to go through a rebrand project. So we did that today. I just got off uh, an awesome chat with Todd Calvert. He is the brand director over at Zello, a people-focused and powerful push-to-talk app. So go check them out at Zello.com. In today's episode... Uh, Todd and I chat about all things project. What was the pain point they were trying to solve? What were the most surprising aspects of the project? What are they seeing now as a result of the rebrand? I can tell you this is an episode you're going to want to watch, if not for the value of the brand project information, but also just to experience Todd. He's quite the character. I love spending time with him. He has a very unique uh, and diverse background. So we get into more than just brand topics, and you'll want to watch. Enjoy. All right, sir. So so here we are. We're going to, just a reminder here of, of what's going to go on for viewers, watchers, um, uh, listeners, etc. We're going to relive the Zello project. So um, we're going to talk about the project from all kind of aspects. We're going to talk about pre-project. You know, wh what was your pain point? What were you looking for? We'll talk about in the project. What was that like? What were the challenges, the wins, and then post-project, how it's performing. So we'll just we'll have an open conversation so people can learn because really that's the goal, right? Of, of these recordings is so that other people in your position of any title, CMO, VP of marketing, head of brand, whatever those titles are. As they're about to enter a rebrand, they know what they're actually getting into, right? The real ups and downs of that, not just what, what people might see in a case study. So, so with that, the first question is, how did you know it was time to rebrand? Well, the, uh, I, I know that from the back end. Um, I was hired about a week into the uh, Zello being a part uh, or, or working with you guys. Um, and I found out in, in my onboarding that, um, it was very simple. Actually, Zello didn't know how to talk about itself. Um, Zello was founded by engineers and has always been about product and marketing was done by the engineers. And they, you know, said they were the ones who were like, we don't, this is not our forte. And so they hired you guys. Um, and then hired me um, to help facilitate that. Um, and one of the neat things that came out of working with you guys was the, the realization that we needed a, a marketing department. Like we really mm. needed that. It couldn't just be done um, just because we have a superior product doesn't mean that we've earned people's attention, to paraphrase Seth Godin. You guys have this incredible ability to um, maybe we make a new box, but we, we have the restrictions of what we have to do as a business. And then you throw a bunch of creative people in there that work within those restrictions to create something beautiful to not sound cheesy, but mean it is you make something beautiful and you created an experience that's beautiful as well. And you welcomed me in the sense that I come in. I always, I like to be the dumb guy in the room. To me, that's, means success is that yep. you've surrounded yourself with people that are smarter than you and you have the ability and the desire to learn from those people. Um, and that's what you guys facilitated. 
was to go back to the beginning, Zello didn't know how to talk about itself. And you gave us that. You brought the creative acumen into the equation that allowed us to figure out how to do that. All right. So helping Zello basically speak about itself, what what are we actually trying to say to the market? Um, I... You know, in that answer, I also realized, oh, right, Todd wasn't there when this project started. I forgot about that. You were really pivotal in just like the success of this project. And very specifically, you were just a great shepherd in between the two groups. Both groups can be awesome groups, but you still need a shepherd in between. You still need someone that's going to speak the creative language, speak the practical language, the business needs, and back to the creative. You need somebody in there to, to effectively do that. We try to do as much as we can on that front. Mm-hmm. You added a layer that made that that much um, more enjoyable, uh, that much more effective. So, so props to you for playing that role during the project. That, that means a lot. I appreciate <clears throat> it. Thank you. All right, so let's let's jump into the project then. Mm-hmm. As we're in the project with you, what was the most challenging aspect? I think the most the most challenging aspect kind of goes into what you were just talking about was how to figure out to um, link the engineer minds to the creative. So it was a learning process for me. And I, I really appreciate you saying that because that was um, that's what I was most terrified about was how to do that. You know, there, there's a, I can't remember who he is, the guy's name, but he was a marketing professor at um, uh, Harvard. And Seth Godin has a great thing where he, he talks about what he said and his, his line that I think every marketer should think of is that no, nobody wants to buy a quarter inch drill bit. What they want is a quarter inch hole and not only a hole, but you want to be able to hang a shelf on that hole. So after you hang the shelf, you can put all your stuff on it and your room's cleaner and then you feel more safe and secure in your home. And that all starts with a quarter inch drill bit. And there's some, you know, it's product marketing has to tell you that that's the best drill bit. Mm-hmm. The real way you hook them is because I always say you got to hook them before you can book them. And the way you hook them is talking about you go through the hierarchy of needs, you know, um, Maslow's hierarchy of needs and, and literally just start at the bottom and move your way up and find where your product fits in there and then go one step down. And that's your messaging. Yeah. And the thing that I told um, them where we finally made that connection is on their website. It said we're the, the, the number one uh, push to talk app in the world. And I said that the difference is you don't necessarily have to say this, but the difference between being autobiographical and making a connection with your audience is to change that to it's an honor to be the number one app. In the world, because when you do that, it changes the where it's less talking about us and it's more talking about the people who made us that because that's how you build a tribe. And that's how you build people who are excited to use your product. I hate the term delight. Everybody's using that. It delights you. But that's a pretty good word. But it drives me nuts when I hear it. But um yeah, that, when I made that link with them and they were kind of like, oh, that was when I was able to do that. I think that goes back to how to use creatives and how Zello does such a great job of welcoming, welcoming me 
and allowing me to do what I do. It's hard to trust somebody who admits that who's on the marketing department who says, I'm not a marketer. I'm, I'm not a, a marketer who is creative. I'm a creative who is learning every day yeah. how to do marketing. Mm-hmm. And that's a very different thing. And to actually be embraced as that is really exciting. Um, and I think it's indicative as well of the journey that Zello took with you in the sense that we realized that it goes back to what I said, just because you have a superior product, pe- people don't necessarily give a shit. Mm-hmm. And you guys were us saying, okay, how do we make people give a shit? Yep. And we ended up with this great logo. Thing. That's right. Yeah. It was one small piece of the, of the yeah. big pie. All right. right. So, so the challenging part was bridging the teams together, right? That's, that is challenging for, that's going to resonate with everybody. That is mm-hmm. very much kind of top three of what is the hardest part of these projects. And again, just to kind of tip my hat to you, sir, you did a fantastic job as that bridge. So what was the most rewarding part of the project? This is going to sound like an odd answer, but the most rewarding part of the project was I sent out an email because we, we changed our, our app icon used to just be a Z and we changed it to this. Um, and I got an email from somebody because I sent out the email to say, Hey, heads up, we're changing this. So, you know, your app icon is going to change. Blah, blah. And I got an email from somebody that said, this is the is single handedly the worst branding decision I have ever heard. And at first I or ever seen and At first I was like, Oh my God, did we screw up? And then I was like, wait, that means people are paying attention. And mm. To me, that was that was the highlight because I realized that what we're doing doesn't occur in a void. And people, even when you're not marketing, people have ownership somehow of their experience with the product. We're talking about like we're moving to product led growth and people when you, when you learn about product led growth, people talk about how we need to monetize the app. You don't monetize the app. You monetize the experience. And that, once again, is a very different thing that you guys really helped us understand is that um, they don't want to know that, you know, we, we use less battery, the, the, the different highlights of our product, that, that we can work with any app, we can work on any device, all the different things that nuts and bolts when they finally make the decision. But when those mm-hmm. big group of people get in to make a decision, because in B2B, people say, a lot of people say you don't need brand. There's no reason for there to be an emotional connection. Google did a study in 2021 that hundreds and hundreds of uh, B2C companies um, they showed between 10 and 40% of those consumers were emotionally connected to the product because it's transactional. In B2B, 75% of them were over 50%. So there's actually more of an emotional connection with, with B2B. Um, I just found that fascinating. And, and it's good uh, ammunition for me to get to do the weird stuff I want to do. Yeah. The highlight was realizing that um, people are paying attention. And um, that guy wrote me, I wrote back to him and I said, it'll grow on you. And about a month later, he's like, it grew on me. It did. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. actually a little bit of a microcosm of what happens even in the project, right? We don't mm-hmm. expect that the first time we send our deliverables out every Friday that the, even mm-hmm. the client side project team is going to be like, it's the best thing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of fear, trepidation, those feelings, mm-hmm. and we have to say similar thing. It's going to grow on you, and maybe it won't. 
Mm-hmm. But let's push it a little bit more for a couple of weeks. And if it doesn't get sticky at some point, maybe we will abandon it. But let's not throw it out yet. Yeah, I used to um, I owned a company for a while um, that where we did like behind the scenes stuff on movies. You know, we'd go film the stars or we'd film um, like Will Ferrell talking about his new movie and we'd write jokes and film it. And, um, in the process, in, in any creative process like that, when you're working for a a big company, you're going to get a lot of notes. And my editors and producers would get upset when they get a no. And what I'd say was a no is as good as a yes. It's actually better than a yes. Cause they're building that box for you and saying, mm-hmm, we, right. know we don't want this. And we know we don't want this, which just all that does is eliminate ways you can um, do it incorrectly. In yeah. The- it removes paths, right? If we're all walking through the woods, it's good to know what paths I shouldn't go down. So part of yeah. our effort in those early del- deliverables is like, we're going to stretch the boundaries mm-hmm. uh, of which ways we can go, knowing that some of them are probably going to get killed. But that no is a very helpful answer. So we want that no. So some of that is hunting for the no's. Absolutely. Uh, what was the most surprising? Two things. Um, one was our word mark. This. Yeah. Um, which I feel bad because in the brand line guidelines he gave us, it said not to do it vertically. Never do that. Well, I mean, it's not a cup. Yeah. Yeah. Understood. <laughs> but um, this was actually a part of, there was a logo here that was used as part of it. And um, Alex, the guy who hired me, he and I both were like, that's it. It's not, th- this isn't a part of it. It's on its own. We're yes. clear and simple. We're, let, let's not be ashamed of our simplicity. Yeah. And, um, it just hit. And it was so interesting for it to be to the person consuming it. It's very simple. Obviously, it's very complex on your end. I mean, sure. We, Understood. We said yes. And there were six iterations where I didn't see a difference. I don't know what the hell. <laughs> but, um, That's was, just designer tomfoolery. We just send you the same one six yeah, times and we say spot. And you're like, that. wow, they really know what they're doing. You all were able to find comfort in the fact that you could just do a logo type, just the name and not put a logo next to it and actually break those things apart. Yeah. And that, and, and that ended up being what's kind of guiding us now in the sense that Zello is the company. This is the app. Yeah. And we're now building, you know, one of the things we talk about, and this has kind of changed somewhat from what we uh, did in our messaging because of this is that what we walked away with with you guys was what we do is we champion the human superpower. The, The superpower is using voice to communicate, to solve problems. And a, a great example I always give is my, th- there's a great restaurant in Austin called Jim's and it's um, just a diner. It's a, you know, I, I love going and sitting by myself next to the old people at the counter. I could talk to them all day. I love it. Um, but their slogan is um, there's always Jim's. Now, if you texted mm. that to somebody and you said, there's always Jim's, you could hear it like, well, there's always Jim's or, there's always gyms. Those are two very different things. When you use human voice to communicate, it's clear, it's more distinct, and you get stuff done better. And Zello's even, we can take that a step further. In that, we're exploring where we are not an all-encompassing solution. What we are is we do one thing really well. 
Mm-hmm. And that's harness that human superpower, the use of voice. The human voice is what we do. And yeah. the products are how we do it. We're still going yeah. to tell that story. But yeah. so the surprising thing from us was what's what's great about working with a company like yours. Actually, all the other ones are terrible. Only go with them. But in the process of figuring out how to talk about ourselves, we're not just figuring out the machinations of how to do that. We're also questioning who we are. Yes. And that's the most resounding thing about what we, of what you guys do yeah. is that, yeah, you get the logo, you know, you get the word mark, you get the messaging written down. Um, and we're leveraging your expertise to get those deliverables. But what's really occurring is that to get to those deliverables, you have to really question who you are. Yeah. It's like, it's like therapy. A hundred percent. And yeah, um, you're, you're on it. A plus on that statement. That is, that is the undercurrent in almost the unwritten, se- seemingly unwritten, unwritten at the start, very clear at the end value that yeah. is a part of this exercise, right? Mm-hmm. You come in thinking, I need stuff. I need design and I need words. Mm-hmm. You leave going like, wow, we have learned so much about ourselves. We're actually rethinking a lot of things. And mm-hmm. hopefully, and ideally most of the time, what we still do works, right? What we built for you is foundational. Mm-hmm. Your story can evolve. You can still have learnings post focus lab project. And it doesn't mean you need to go back and rebrand mm-hmm. because what we're doing is so core. It's that mm-hmm. core therapy of really figuring out why do I exist? Mm-hmm. And, and it also brings up important mechanism of people having discussions about that. In the sense mm-hmm. of what I just said, my big long spiel about voice and products that we haven't landed on that. That's just my opinion. And so what's great is that is to create you, you help create this environment where it's healthy for us to throw out ideas that people may hate. Yeah, it's, it's healthy to do that. And, and from that, you can spin off to other things. That's right. And so as once again, in, in bringing creatives in to um, and, and I really want to be an advocate for this is that in bringing creatives in, you get terrible ideas like that that are not in the box sure. and it's important to have those terrible ideas floating around. So you can be like, Ooh, but mm, problems that's okay. That's what we're talking. Yes, about. yes, yes, yes. It's a threat that you want to be able to pull on and pull on and pull on in part mm-hmm. of finding the right agency, finding the right groups to work with and being forced is probably not the right word, but forced into this journey of we're going to meet every Monday. We're going to ship you something on Friday. You're going to talk about it with your team. Hey, and then we're going to meet the next Monday and we're going to have to talk about it. And then we're going to ship you something on Friday and then we're going to meet the next. It forces that conversation to happen because I think I could say this pretty freely. Like most companies aren't going to sit down and spend the time. It's too easy to get lost in the whirlwinds of business of the day to day. Oh, we don't have time to talk about that today. Push that meeting out Mm. when you've paid when you've paid the chunk of change and you're committed to the process. And then you have an agency like ours saying like this is part of the process. Mm-hmm. We got to meet every single week. We're going to talk. I don't want to go to therapy today. It doesn't matter. We're going to therapy today to therapy because today. this is an important part of the process. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. And, and, you know, and that was honestly one of the roadblocks at the beginning. Uh, and I would encourage everybody to trust you guys because at first um, we were kind of like, really, we're going to hire you. And then I have homework. 
I don't know how to talk about myself. So the way you're going to learn about how you're going to help us is by having us talk about ourselves, like really. And at first, that was a bit of a speed bump. And you kept saying, Devin kept saying, trust the process, trust the process. And initially, we were skeptical. And then once we really leaned into that, then it was magic. You know, th- that that's when it worked. Um, so, yeah, that was surprising as well, I guess. There you go. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So so post project, I I don't know offhand how long uh, Zello has been live now in the new brand. What, what's your guess? December of last year. OK. All right. So we're. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we've got a little bit of time, I guess it is the point there, right? There's, there's time now for you to answer this question, which is what are you seeing? Like what benefits are you, are you seeing from this new brand? How is it performing essentially? Two fronts on that. Um, one is um, just in, in, in getting our message out to people is um, we look like we know what we're talking about, you know, just, and we sound like we know what we're talking about. We're not autobiographical. We, we really are about those people's experiences. And that's, that comes through in sales, that comes through in all kinds of stuff, where instead of when you, when you sell to somebody, that's transactional. When you help somebody, that's a relationship. And we obviously want relationships. And in building the brand, it helped facilitate that shift. In the sense, and that leads to my second point of what's really been because we're, you know, the, the brand is evolving and I'm learning, you know, we're, we're, we're figuring out where we, where all that's going to go. Um, but I think the most important thing was for I- internally. And I was surprised by that. Yes. That yes. We pulled that new logo out and we pulled out that swag. People got really excited when they saw the care that we put into how we represent ourselves. I think that they internalized that and said, Oh, they actually care about why I get up and come to the work in the morning. Mm -hmm. And it's not just about my paycheck. It really is about doing this good, honest, important work to help other people do good, honest, important work. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think the brand really facilitated that just in the, in the mechanism of making ourselves being proud of who we are, being proud to wear a logo, being proud to stick it on the back of our car, you know? Um, and and I, so I think it's not enough time yet to see the results of the brand in the marketplace. Yeah. Um, but it was a instantaneous change in our employees. And that has been really special to see. Love that. Yeah, I, we hear that a lot, but it's another one of those things where I don't know that it's fully expected coming in unless that is the particular pain points of the client, right? Sometimes clients pain point is we're struggling with recruitment. Our brand is not telling the story we want it to tell and therefore we're having a hard time like hiring. But if that is not the pain point, that's not front and center, but it is always a residual effect by the end. So it is often one of those, we didn't see this coming and man, this has been really powerful internally. And we're saying, yes, yeah. we could exactly. have foreseen that coming and we're happy that you're seeing that. Yeah. Okay, great. So 
Why don't we wrap with the final question? The same question I ask everybody, which is if, if you were going to be speaking to somebody, focus lab aside, take a focus lab out of the picture. If you were just speaking to somebody and they were entering into a rebrand, what words of wisdom would you give them? I think it would actually be really simple is be who you are because that, that phrase, be who you are is about what we talked about is it's about most people don't know who they are, you know, until they're in some crisis and then it really comes out, but Mm -hmm. um, be who you are in the sense that in the, in the world we live in with the, the, with how we're inundated with messages and we're inundated with media and we're um, inundated with, you know, we're involved with everybody's life on social media. You can smell bullshit a mile away. And if it's not authentic, then you're just doing it for the sake of doing it. But if you can be authentic in why you do it, then people will resonate with it. You know, and it goes back to, I can't remember who said it, but one of the tricks they say in marketing is to, is to market to your smallest viable audience. And in doing that, you're really able to pinpoint what to be, what to choose in your arsenal to be authentic about. Um, and so that's what it would be is, is be who you are, because in that phrase is the fact that you got to figure out who you are and then you have to actively be it. You're not just, um, well, we've done the brand. We got a new logo, you know, that we're done. Yeah. Back to the same old stick. Yeah. Yeah. It is a continual day-to-day process of being and, yes. and, and existing within that, within that framework. Once again, it sounds like you've got that. your, sounds like you've got your own Buddhist book to write, <laughs> sir. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's hilarious. Uh, um, awesome. Thank you for that finishing note. Right. I couldn't, I couldn't done. agree more. We're, We're not, not done. done. We're not there. Okay. Continue. I want to ask, ask you a question. Oh, please. I love this. Yes. My, my question to you is, why did you start your business? Why do you oh, do it? Yes, yes, yes. I love this question. Thank you. So you're the first person. There's not a lot of these episodes, maybe seven, eight. I've not had the tables turned on me yet. So um, I'm not prepared for this, but I can appreciate the question. I love the question. So So Focus Labs' why statement, so why we exist, is to unlock the potential in the people around us. That is what lives in our documentation. Our our entire team could tell you if you went up to each of the 33 people, why does Focus Lab exist? That's the why statement. Uh, We make it clear to the team that's why we exist, and I'll, I'll expand on that a little bit. So you notice it's not the what we do. We don't exist to make the most beautiful brands in the world. That's the output. Mm. Why I, why I as a human being enjoy getting out of bed is because I like helping people. Mm. I like being a good person in this world that likes to help others. It happens to be through branding at this point is how we as a business help other people. But this, um, why statement that we have at Focus Lab, which is to unlock the potential in the people around us. It also very intentionally vague on the people. So that's both client side and team member side. Those are both things that bring us joy. So, so that's us in a nutshell. That's great. You did well. You did great. 
Well, thank you. We rebranded ourselves and went through all these questions as well, only a couple of years ago. Oh, really? And we refined it. Right. Yeah. Because you go through, yeah. So we actually end of COVID 2020, not end of COVID, tail end of first year of COVID 2020 mm-hmm. and into 2021, we had downtime, right? It was slow. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're like, you know what? Our message is not right. We need to refine our message and we now have the time to do so. So let's do it, lean in. And we did it. And in that moment, we go through our own therapy. Who are we now? Who are we trying to become in 10 years that we're not reflecting accurately on our website? And through that, you have to start with the why. Why the hell do we exist? And that's a terribly hard statement. That was really hard for us to figure out because you want to start with the easy shit. Branding. Well, it must be branding. It must be creative. It must be storytelling. It's like, no, 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 no. You got to go. You got to you got to get ahead of that thing. Mm-hmm. what's actually at the root that drives that. And that's the helping people. But for us, helping people sounded, I don't know, it didn't, it, it wasn't strong enough. So this idea of unlocking potential and, yes. and to kind of come back and I was going to say this to, earlier to one of your other answers, which is in unlocking the potential that that story to us means the potential is already in you, Todd, or in Zella. We are not the hero of the story. Mm. All we're doing is coming and say, you're the hero. There's this thing over here you haven't considered. We're going to unlock that and walk away. It, it is your success story, not our story. So that's that's another kind of way that we would like to think about it. And there was something that you were saying that I was like, yes. Oh, it was how you talked about the the difference in the message on the homepage when you said those two examples. Mm-hmm. And the one was, we want to thank you for allowing us to be. Mm-hmm. That is then making the customer the hero in that moment. It's not you. Hey, look at me. I got a trophy. Mm-hmm. It's saying, I have a thing because of you. You're the reason you're the hero. So props to you all for, or and to you specifically. I, you've shared a lot in here that goes beyond um, just the simple answers to the questions that I've asked. I, thank you, sir. It's been a pleasure. I knew it would be a pleasure. You are a character and we love you for that. So um, thanks again for spending time with me. No, Bill, thanks for doing what you do. I think it's important, not just for um, businesses, but one thing I, the one thing I want to add is that in going through the process, it really, it made, it made us a better company, but I think it also made us better people. And how we relate to what we do. You know, we, we spend the majority of our time working. Mm-hmm. And when you can make a personal connection with that, um, that's a pretty profound thing. And I think you guys have a hand in that, too.